hey, hey. Y'all know happy Thursday. It's happy Thursday. Okay, look. Oh, let's start here. Oh, very quickly though. All right. Wait, you didn't see my cup. Come on. Okay. There we go. There we go. Hello. We usually do that for the next part, but whatever. Anyway, welcome. Listen, y'all remember um, the Me Too movement, right? Where like everybody got Me Too. Well, we'll start there. Okay. But, but remember, there was all that stuff about people, well, women who were feeling uncomfortable in the workplace. They have reversed their opinions. And then all these companies were like, hey, we're going to change our way. Remember in 2020, after the Unfortunate, tragic, and completely wrong murder of George Floyd. All these companies was all on diversity. Black Lives Mattered so much, right? Um, when Pride became popping, then all the companies went ahead and did that. And then now, Juneteenth, which I have decided is your holiday, but we won't get into it, has now become the company's holiday, okay? So saying all that to say, those are kind of great things, but you know, we get into a point where um, diversity and inclusion and equity is sort of trendy, right? All of these companies really made a lot of promises. And I don't know that all of them made good on them, um, just to tell us that in our particular case, because we don't live anywhere else, but I'm sure wherever you live, your country, your city, your state, wherever you live has a problem, okay? And so does America. Bop, 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 Shout out to Beyonce, the queen, and King Kendrick for the remix. So listen, there's nothing wrong with trying to be woke, okay? but you know, Diversity is great in uh, talk, but theory is a little different. So if you are a person who is challenging yourself in terms of diversity, if you want to learn more about what that means, um, if you are looking to uh, express the newfound diversity that you found in yourself, then boy, oh boy, is this episode for you. Y'all should want to stick around. Keep it locked. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is A Mother and a Daughter Truthful Chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. All right, y'all. Welcome to Truthful Chats. It's the official clink. Hello. Hello, hello. The official clink. <laughs> and Jacob. I used to use this for production. Anyway, welcome to Truthful Chats. This is where we mm-hmm. practice um, our ongoing uh, destination journey. journey of getting to generational wellness. If you don't know what that is, please check out wherever you're watching this video. Um, and there's more on that. So Create Generational Wellness is our channel where we talk about all the things mental, emotional health, spiritual health, financial health, wellness, all the things. Anyway, we want you to be well. We want well. you to be well. Be Prosper. well. Shout out to Janae Aiko for all the meditations. Good health. Okay. Be well. You okay. won't break my soul. You won't all break my soul. Things. All those things. Um, and so, Truthful Chats, which is what you're watching now, is the podcast, man, where we talk about all of the things. Okay, the things. Um, so, at Create Generational Wellness, we have a theme every month. And then the truthful chat topics uh, unpack that thing a little bit. So this month's theme is celebrate because we have so many things to celebrate. It's June, Happy Pride, Happy Black History. I'm sorry, Black Music, music Month. Month. Sorry, Black History just came out of my mouth. I mean, Black, black Music, music black is Black History, so, right? You know, and whatever else we're celebrating in June that I might not be aware. Of, okay, 
Um, but today's episode is called Celebrate Your Diversity, man. We always talk about everybody else. What about the things that make you unique, okay? And you're great. So let's, I think we got to like sort of have this conversation. So everything we're talking about, we always, it starts with the with you first, okay? Before we do out here trying to save everybody else, okay? Get, in, get into saving yourself, okay? So um, particularly when it comes to diversity, right? That's about recognizing and appreciating the differences that we all have individually. So whether that is ethnicity, religion, gender, sexual orientation or identity, or really any other aspect of life that we can think of culturally, right? With foods, which I feel like in America, we're really good at that part. The, the foods, food part. the food part, no problem. Okay. We live in LA. There's anything and everything you want and everybody eats everybody's food. They might call you all kind of racial slurs behind your back, but they're going to show up at the cookout. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> saying all that to say, by valuing diversity, we feel that you build stronger communities, right? And, you know, maybe we're biased. We've only lived on the coast, okay? New York and LA. That's no, disrespect. That's no disrespect to the middle of the country, but I'm just saying, they're a little bit slower to change. And we're only talking about America. I'm sure wherever you live, you know, y'all might have cultural wars or tribal wars or any kind of, you know, Y'all don't mess with people from this part of the neighborhood. Yeah. Whatever your thing is. Humans, it comes across however it comes across. Humans will always find a way to divide themselves. I want to highly uh, recommend Secret Invasion on the Disney Plus. Shout out to Marvel and the whole crew. Shout out to Unk mm -hmm. and everybody else out there. Y'all should check that out. They had a lot of things to say about this particular uh, situation. Of course, it has to do with aliens. But if, you, if you're paying attention, you'll be picking up the themes. Anyway, um, diversity is great, like we said, because it strengthens communities. It promotes equality. And it fosters a more inclusive and tolerant society. We talk about that a lot, but like, we're gonna kind of talk about that a little bit more in depth. Um, because the real problem is, okay, America has Tell a problem, but so do you. Um, and, and I do too, we all do. The problem comes when you don't appreciate those differences because, yeah, you, you know, don't recognize them, but do you do appreciate, appreciate them? Do you celebrate the people, them? Right? Yeah. And I think that comes from ignorance, right? Lack of knowledge of others. Um, and it's really rooted in fear, right? Distrust of the other, which is where homophobia comes from. And sometimes we have a historical context for distrust of the other. Everything comes down to that. Wars are started from that. Yeah. Homophobia, dysphobia, transphobia, racism Some is something that has to do with you're afraid of the other person for whatever reason. Or you don't trust them. And you don't trust them. You hate them. But it's usually rooted in ignorance. It's like you don't really know them. That You're just making a general assumption about people who identify this way or look like this or do this thing. And so it's all kind of rooted. In and it's been going on for generations. Generations. I mean, this is kind of like a, you know, we talk about generational wellness. This, this is a generational trauma, trauma okay. or sickness that yeah. people have perpetuated some things about other people that they don't even really know it's true, but it has gone down from generation to generation. And now here we still are dealing or, with these things. Sometimes you might actually have a legitimate gripe with a person from that community, okay? Like maybe you would. You a should, person. A person though is the point, a person. That doesn't mean that everybody, you know, from that group or that racial ethnicity or that sexual orientation or that particular diversity identifies that way, okay? Like we said, behavior makes sense. If you talk to people long enough, you might not agree with them, but if you talk to people long enough, some of the things they Can understand. are saying, it makes sense. And empathy is the goal here. So let's get into how we break these cycles a little bit. Ben. Yeah. So let's start with personal diversity, which refers to the unique characteristics and experience of you, your person, My the other people life. around you. This is your individual identity. And so celebrating diversity means you recognize that 
uniqueness, that difference in another person, and find something to celebrate about it. You certainly can. I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. We have differences in the way we work, the way we think about things, but I think we've learned a lot from each other over the years. Um, and, you know, you get the, that, especially generationally, you can get different perspectives if you choose to listen. So this is a really important concept um, in the doctor world, in the mental health world. And um, the Akron Children's Hospital actually thinks teaching children this concept is so important that they have certain steps and things that you can hit. Um, and points that you can do to help your children celebrate diversity more and understand it. And of course, we know as you're doing this, you're doing it for yourself as well. And hopefully you've done it first, right? Um, So one of the things that they talk about being really important, and you know, I'm a firm believer in conversations. Everything starts with conversation. You have to understand Um, that the words you're speaking and the words you're hearing and giving back are going to develop whatever the culture is, whatever the relationship is, all of that is going to come out of these conversations. So the first thing in except in this diversity piece is knowledge. Like we talked about, you don't know why people do certain things in a culture. You don't know you the do history know. You, unless you took the time to have a conversation and be curious about it and dig into it a little bit. Or read a book or Google. <laughs> and some of y'all read a book and Google. You got the whole world on your phone and you need to do that part. Okay. So you can't appreciate if you don't know and you can't know and you and you can't accept if you don't know. So it's kind of like a, a ladder. You got to get the knowledge first and then your acceptance kind of builds up and then now you can appreciate people more. Um, when you see differences in people, you need to realize that it doesn't make them weird or inferior okay. to you or anything. They're just different and different is okay. Um, Can we take a pause and pin in that? And you also need to assess where you learn what you learn about, yeah, about people's inferiority. Okay. Particularly in a racial context with us being that we are, you know, participants and believers in the way in Christianity, of course, we grapple with is that the white man's religion, right? There are a lot of things that have been touted in the name of religion about what makes people that look like us inferior, right? Yeah. So that applies to homosexual community, all kinds of things. So you got to really just have the courage to examine what we've talked about in previous episodes. What do you What do you know yeah. and why do you know it and why do you believe Where it and always try to, you know, you ain't got to do it all at once, but ask yourself questions about why you think that way, but continue. Yeah, so conversations are critical. You know, you got a coworker that's Armenian and I don't know, whatever. Um, we live around a lot of Armenians. Armenians, yeah. <laughs> Jewish, whatever. Talk to them about the differences in their culture and their religion. Learn about their genocide. Learn, learn whatever it is you can so that now you start to understand and hopefully accept and get to the point where you can celebrate other people. Encourage individuals to share their personal stories, their life experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I say all the time, Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Um, When you understand the background, where they're from, like I said, you're more likely to be able to uh, celebrate them. Listen, and you can help your child understand. This is a funny story. I don't know if you remember this, but we used to manage an apartment building when we first moved to L.A. And we lived in the valley, by the way. Yeah, we lived in the valley. (laughs) Very important point. And there were there was everybody, different cultures in that apartment building. 
which was great. Jessica could play with all different kinds of kids, whatever. They learned all the things. They learned all the things together. We went over each other's houses. We ate, you know, we fried chicken our way. They showed us how to make lasagna, whatever. Yeah. It was just a really great community. It's a melting pot. A you melting know. pot in that little courtyard where you guys used to play. And uh, and the and the building was in a circle kind of a rectangle. So you could see everybody's apartment. So it was just really, really community, which was important to us when we first got here because we left community in New York and that was like really, really hard. So um, one of the things that happened though is we changed management and the new manager, I'm just going to say was racist, is plain and simple. (laughs) She had a- Don't let California fool you. She was really, really racist. Her family owned a very famous donut company that shall remain nameless. And oh, and that was a real. Oh, I yeah, just thought you guys made that name. No, up. she. That's where she came from. Bad for business. So she was very, very privileged. But my point is, she would come into the building and say, "What is that smell?" And it would be the Persian family upstairs cooking their dinner. But she was so offended. Oh my God, that smells awful. And I would go, no, it really smells really good to me. I'm going to go over there and see if I can get a plate. Because she had like this opinion that anything different from her and her way of living and what she ate and what she knew was, I mean, the audacity to say, what is that smell? Like anybody else would come in and say, whoa, they throwing down over there. What are they cooking? But anyway, that's just an example of how you don't celebrate diversity and you model not celebrating diversity. Because I'm sure, I can't imagine what she was saying to her children, right? I mean, you know, and that brings us to our next the point next about point. challenging the idea of what's normal. Um, we're not, I mean, we already sort of we talked about the racial implications of that, right? A rabbit hole. But a lot of that actually does, <clears throat> I think, stem, I actually had a conversation with uh, a friend about this one time. Um who was in a movie and we were talking about the movie and the themes around it that had to do with racism and the clan specifically. And we really were talking about the idea that like normalcy and what's considered normal, normal usually comes out out of some sort of form of identity around whiteness. Yeah. Right. And so I think even in that instance with that particular woman, I'm not trying not to say the company name, if they're still around, um, you know, that was a cultural shock for her because she probably grew up in an environment where there were not, the food was very bland, let's put it like that. And so for her to spell all those spices and things that were foreign to her nose, it stank to her. Whereas to someone like us, we was like, that smells really, really good, right? <laughs> so that was just what was normal to her. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but for what you be saying other people's food stinks, unless they're making fish in the microwave, I understand. I'm a pescatarian though, so at work, you know what I mean? There's levels and layers. But anyway, um, you know, it's all about challenging what you feel is normal. And what's normal for you is fine. You can, you have every right to be like, that's normal to me. I'm cool with this. I don't want to change this. But if other people are in places and spaces where they're, you know, their normal is different different, or their normal is changing, then you should give them the common courtesy and the respect that you will want for somebody to give you. Um, in relation to that. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody is making their own, you know, family decisions, life decisions, executive decisions, as I like to call it. Um, But everyone's born unique and different with their own perspectives and opinions. 
So there is really no like normal. Like I said, when if they try to put you in a box like that, they just try to put you in that box for another reason. And it usually has to do with white supremacy <laughs> or some form of cultural assimilation. Okay. It usually has an agenda behind it. Because for the most part, we should be celebrating that stuff. So, you know, it is. It's a lot of mind your business, check your entitlement, check your privilege, whatever that is. Uh, male privilege, pretty privilege, which I heard is a thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, we deal with colorism in our community. Again, stemming from white supremacy, right? How pretty you are or, you know, what you get is uh, equated to your proximity to whiteness. So anyway, I'm just telling you, because sometimes these things be happening and we just think it's a thing. And I'm like, no, there's an agenda and a plan behind that. So, you know, be willing to challenge your idea of what's normal. Yeah, which means you might have to have a tough conversation. Um, or one or two or three. Yeah, you might have to have a tough conversation with... Someone that's different from you. Don't be talking to people that's going to reinforce your ideologies. You. You have to be open to the answers. You have to be open to the possibility and willing to change. Um, you know, go back to our January episodes where we talked about change a lot. Mm -hmm. You have to like get yourself into the position of being uh, secure enough and aware enough to say, my opinion about this may be a little flawed or jaded or from wherever, you know, you got your experience. And from. if you're the person having that conversation and people are coming to you saying some things that you just like, why would you say that? You know what I mean? You got to have on the other end, if they're the person who's like, I'm trying to challenge my mindset, can I talk to you? Do your best to try to create a safe space for that person. That could be scary. That's a lot of the reason why a lot of these ideologies haven't changed because they haven't had somebody to talk to that won't like blow up on them immediately right if we're you know sort of setting the ground rules of the conversation and maybe we'll do an episode about that mm -hmm. but you know what i mean if you're the person on the other end that's trying to help somebody you know with their they have a conversation i won't say not necessarily change their mindset but just try to understand each other from a human empathetic space don't just jump hot when they'd be like well i do think black people are ugly you know what i'm saying like don't just like go off or like why can't i say the n-word i've had that one a lot you know what i mean do, do some deep cleansing breaths and then start to speak. Don't just blow up. And maybe you're not the person truthful. to have that conversation. You also might not be the person. Yeah. And you need to know yourself enough yeah. to do that. And also be truthful. We have yeah. been in that space a lot. I can a lot. I can tell you a lot a of lot. stories. It's not always my lane, but which will, you know, come. I've been I was in corporate America for twenty years and people would That's say thing. things, you know, I'll never forget how oh, we're gonna run over. But I have to tell you this one. We were about to do a company merger. And, you know, I don't know, you know, if you know a lot about that, but technically you get fired from that company and the other company has to hire you. So it is like, I'll never forget this man said. And so then you guys are just going to go along. Um, when we sell the company, we're going to sell you as well. Like you'll be. And everybody in the room. You. I said, wait, I'm sorry. And I let him finish. And I said, I'm sorry. Did you just say that? When you sell the company, I assume this is a Caucasian. you're selling us with it, like the property of the company. And I could see that the legal person that was in the room was about to have a heart attack because he said that. But I was like, I, I just need to understand what just, you're saying. I just want you to know that you that just you said just that. said you're about to sell <laughs> me. You just said that. You know what I mean? So sometimes you have to have the tough conversation. You have to make people aware of the crazy. That takes things courage. Like that. that takes bravery. We'll talk about that on you know, another, whatever. Another time. And then take it from a kid's perspective, though, about, you know, it's normal. 
I'm always going to come from the kid's perspective because I love this the This is babies. the other point. Don't shy away from tough conversations. Yeah. Your kid is going to see some things that they wonder about and that they want to know why is that person different or whatever. Another story, one time, you know, I used to sell educational toys and I took some toys over to a lady's house and her daughter has cerebral palsy. Well, I'm, I must tell you, Jessica was very kind and quiet while she watched the little girl, but then she got in the car and she was like, it was funny. You couldn't, you didn't understand. I didn't know what the word was. She said, how did the little girl get the terrible palsy, mom? And I was like, it's not the terrible palsy, it's the cerebral palsy. So then that gave us a chance to go through, learn a little bit more about cerebral palsy, talk about it, whatever. So I really believe from that, you know, you, you don't, flinch when people are different or whatever. Right. And I think that's just been the way we've sort of operated all our life. You see something, you have a question about it. I keep telling y'all, talk to your kids about whatever it is without your judgment in it. Try to be you know, neutral and objective so that they get the information that they need and not your opinion about yeah. what they need to know. Um, and then you could then talk about, well, this is what I believe or whatever, but don't try to force that on them on them just have the conversations and be open answer their conversations honestly and so i'm always trying to create a safe space for your children for you to have conversations with your children because it makes a better, better family and then it teaches them how to create community with their friends by operating in that same way i actually saw a lady do this in starbucks uh the other day too we were oh yeah that for was my, good for my birthday um shout out to the bros Rodney and uh, Brandon, great times. Anyway, so we went to go see Transformers and then after that we were in Starbucks and this little girl and her mom came in. The mom was really doing a lot. But anyway, the little girl asked a question because it's pride. So they had all these rainbow flags around and she, she said, mom, what's, what's those flags? And she said, well, those are to celebrate the people who have two mommies and two daddies who love each other and you know, this is their month and we celebrate them. And I thought that was cool. And then for me, I know I had to have a teacher who had a tough conversation with me. Um, this right word is frowned upon now, but there was a time that it wasn't as frowned upon. But I, when I was growing up, I used to say faggot all the time. Like, I used to be like, you faggot? Like, we used to just call each other faggots, like, for everything, right? Um, but when I started to go to my high school, I had a teacher, one of my favorite teachers, who was a lesbian. And she just would hear me, like, throwing that word across the courtyard. And she really pulled me aside one day. I had a whole conversation with me about how that was inappropriate, right? And it was really hard for me because I, I was that. like... Oh yeah, it was a uh, shout out to Leslie. It was really I, I hard for me because I was like, what do you mean? Like I came out of a family in a cultural context where we just kind of threw that word around and it was whatever. And she like really explained And it, it didn't me. necessarily mean. It didn't mean, it. What we weren't using it in yeah, the context of like a homosexual slur, but it was still wrong because somebody from that community admit something to them. It's like the N word for us, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, so after that, I you know, eliminated the word from my vocabulary. And then I started to practice this, which is the next step, which is model acceptance. I think this is the third or fourth step. Yeah. Okay. Modeling acceptance. So that's about challenging your own biases, right? So I had a particular way in my family yeah. culture that I grew up and my teacher challenged me in that. And, you know, she spoke to the slur that I was using and um, I was using it to sort of like make fun of people and, you know, it was it was a difference that wasn't in my world, right? But it meant something to the people that were hearing it. Therefore, as a human being on the planet, taking up space with other human beings, this is my teacher, right? I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. So I was like, man, I should probably, you know, stop using that word. Um, and you know, you could do this. That was at school, right? But 
workplace, some churches, Please. Um, restaurants, wherever, where you hear people just sort of like slurring these, you know, slowing, sorry, throwing these terms around. And then so I started to challenge people in my own family situation. We would have, you know, little cookouts or whatever. And I would hear people throwing that word around and I'd be like, yo, we can't say that no more. You know what I mean? And they're from a different generation. So it's been a struggle sometimes, but they've adapted. Like, I feel like we've all been a mm -hmm. little more equal, tolerant, uh, things of that nature. Morgan is the champion. Morgan, shout out to Morgan. She's the champion. She made us all be better. Be better. You made us all better, Morgan. You made us all be, be better. Um, and so, yeah, because that people, are, us to your people kids are, are watching you. Your right? kids your are kids, listening. Your kids, your your kids nieces, are watching. Your nephews, your aunties, your uncles, your parents. So you can really lead the charge in terms of taking cues for how to behave better and make a more equitable and tolerant world by, you know, watching your mouth, watching the things that you say, watch, uh, watch your mouth. And, you know, it's a work in progress. You're not going to do it overnight, right? Like my teacher really had to have a tough conversation with me to get me to understand like why that was offensive and to frame it in the way of like, this is what I hear when you say that and it hurts me. And so I couldn't argue with her feelings, right? Like I was like, dang, I'm so sorry I made you feel that way. Yeah. So some of y'all be trying to come at it from intellectual places and there's a space for that. But like, unless you uh, an academic debating ideologies just listen to people when they tell you what their feelings are and just go with that you know what i mean to be a more empathetic human being which brings us to the next point which is cultivating empathy i think this is five <laughs> yeah listen empathy is the thing it's really the goal but some people really they don't struggle. have it like i'm just gonna put it out there donald trump you know what i'm saying Reptilian like brain. if you sit there I knew Donald country. Trump should not have been the president when he hit when he did. Uh, I said, wait a minute, hold on, wait. How are you gonna try to teach your children what? empathy when the president of the United States is standing up there making fun of somebody? And like told that. the Proud Boys to stand up and stand by. You know, there are both people on good sides, and that was just the racial stuff again. Grabbing genitalia. no empathy there was a for lot of other people. Yeah. No empathy, and so hopefully this is something you've worked on for yourself. You've developed your empathetic intelligence, your ideas, you know, how you approach people and have that empathy uh, within yourself, because otherwise you can't show anybody else empathy. You can't like show what you don't you know. People you work with, people mm -hmm. you work for, your children, if you're not empathetic, they're not going to see it. And again, it goes back to what we were just talking about, modeling behavior. You have to model empathetic behavior. And, you know, we all know that person. We all know that person that says the wrong thing all the time, never can understand how somebody else is feeling, how their words are affecting somebody else. And you don't want to be that person. You definitely do you, don't want your kids do you to be you want to be that person? Right? Um, <clears throat> and you can give kids a little grace because they're going to ask questions sometimes and it's going to be embarrassing, you know? It, they don't know. Thank God Jessica waited to get in the car <clears throat> to ask me why the, like, the little girl had this terrible policy. But you know, sometimes kids just blurt out, blurt out things. They might not remember. And they might be afraid. Like if you see a little child like afraid. you in yeah. a wheelchair, that's scary. That could be scary to a kid because the kid is like, wait, what happened to them? Because I'm a child and they're about the same size as me. And, and this happened? might happen to me. You know what I mean? And so, I used to feel like that. We used to do <clears> a lot of convalescent ministry too. And I used to be afraid of those people. And because I will, it was a reminder of like mortality, right? And like death and like that you get old. So I had to like, I was terrified. I hated to go, right? But I also had to find empathy of like, these are old people and people get old and 
that'll happen to your parents and you will want somebody to come sing for yeah. them, right? Or somebody to come sing for you. So somebody to come bring them a Christmas present. Or so, you know yeah. what I mean? Love on them if they're in that space. So, you know, it a lot of, again, rooted in fear, but you you gotta be at a place where thank God, I don't know the way I was raised, I could confront that and re recognize like Okay, there's something you're afraid of here. It's not that these people are bad. Or and why are you afraid of? So mean, then you talk why about are you that. Of, why are yes, you, afraid of you talk about that. But and you got to get to the root. Gotta you got to get to the bottom of it. And you know, ask your kid like, well, like she's saying, when when I get old, if you're not around, wouldn't you want somebody to come and sing for me or do something for me or blah blah blah? So you put it. You, you try to put help your child put themselves into the other person's shoes. Empathy. That's how you start to create empathy. And so you're going to help them to be able to see similarities, differences and that, and to take away the fear. I think that's really good. What you said about the fear. I just thought about it right now, but like, that's a lack of, again, back to conversations. That's a lack of self-awareness, right? You just know you're feeling something and you just go with that. Right. But you don't necessarily know sometimes what the words are, or how to talk about it or why you're feeling what you're feeling, or if it's okay for you to be feeling what you're feeling. Like, you know, it just you just got to be like 100 100 with yourself and find people hopefully you have a community of people you can talk to that makes things like less awkward right but you know yeah so we thought it was important to talk about personal diversity a little a lot on this episode right. which is what we've done before but now we're going to shift it over a little cultural bit. diversity yeah. which again in america specifically we talk a good game like first of all for all of those America First people, this is not your land. There were people here before. Here, before Guess what? You, you weren't first over here. You wasn't first. Y'all wasn't even first in Europe. <laughs> Listen, y'all bought a lot of them cultural wars from Europe over here. Y'all had Manifest Destiny. Y'all was, you know, uh, but the church gave y'all permission to come over here and divide and conquer people who had other cultures, languages, lands, uh, all kinds of other things, right? And so... You gotta you it takes work to get to a place where you can appreciate people's cultural traditions, their practices, um, in a society, and we're constantly always working on that, right? But um you can't appreciate different people's customs, beliefs, languages, um, in their communities if you're not involved or participating in those communities. So, like we talked about the middle of the country, right? But I understand for a long time there wasn't a lot of diverse people in those communities, right? You didn't have cultural celebrations food fairs, community events, um, things that really showcase the richness of different. of different cultures, right? So, you know, like you might do now like a Chinese New Year project or learn about, you know, we extensively learned about the Holocaust, not always about slavery, but definitely about the Holocaust, right? Um, we, you know, there's all these things, every pride, all the schools freak out, but LGBTQ plus IA communities, right? Trans communities, all these identities, all these things that are now instituted in the culture of places where you should be learning about diversity. Really, I'm like, you should be learning about diverse cultures and peoples and places and schools and various community, community places where people commune, various diverse people and places. So we do really well on food, but we don't always do well with, um, one-on-one -on -one sitting down. Here are some things that we think you can do to work on cultural diversity. <clears throat> so attend the cultural festivals and events like we talked about. Try new foods from different cultures, learn a new language, watch foreign language films, um, read books by authors from different backgrounds, read books about different cultures. Stop banning the books, Florida. Different communities, listen to music from different cultures. Um, 
travel to different countries. Shout out to one of our friends who just took his 10-year-old son to Dubai. To Dubai. They are in Dubai right now. And what that is going to do. The exposure. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. So volunteer for organizations that promote diversity and inclusion, even a convalescent ministry like you talked about. That was diverse. We weren't, you know, you got to think about somebody that wasn't you and what your presence was doing for them to be there. Attend seminars and workshops on diversity if you want for children. Specifically, talk to them about the importance of being kind, treating people with kindness and respect, um, teach them to appreciate the different languages, expose them to films, TV, exhibits at museums that are about different communities because this is how you spark the conversations that make them understand and have more empathy, right? And encourage people to make friends with people from different backgrounds. That's uh, really a big, big help. <clears throat> and in LA, you got to be intentional about that because LA is we're still so very big. And it's a, so <laughs> you got to go to Koreatown. You got to go on Fairfax and eat at an Ethiopian restaurant. You gotta do all these things, right? Um, And- As um, you expand your horizons, the people around you will expand your horizons. So you gotta be the change agent that you've been waiting for, as we often say around you. Yeah, yeah. So we found a resource we're gonna share with you later. It's the Diversity Cultural Calendar. And it has all these different events, the months that you're celebrating, why you're celebrating what the importance is, I think you'll find it really valuable. In short, America has a problem. But so does the human race, okay? At the end of the day, human decency is the goal, right? That's what we should all be striving for. More tolerance, more acceptance. Um, shout out to Gen Z. I think you guys get it. I think some of the things that we've already been struggling with, um, you guys are getting it, right? But help us, okay, to continue to foster more decency, uh, encourage each other to learn about each other's differences, friendships, backgrounds, um, to just be more compassionate human beings. We all got to share this planet with each other. Be compassionate to the animals, okay? We've talked about uh, Earth Day stuff, but just being compassionate and a better human in general. And so celebrate your own individual diversity, hopefully, as you're doing that, figuring that out, challenging your ideas of what you think is normal, not shying away from um, conversations that need to be had, and encouraging yourself to get to know different people um at other people let's not even say different because that implies that right. one is normal one is not other people that are not you and, and the not people like you, you you normally and all the people you right, run around with. normally commune with right start to commune with some different kind of people all right so with that we're gonna bid you adieu thank you so much for your time celebrating all month we celebrated something Okay, I'm teaching you how to celebrate you, uh, others, uh, other cultures, all the things. But how are you gonna know if you're not subscribed? You're not subscribed. Are you subscribed to the YouTube channel? Follow us on IG, Facebook, uh, fan base. If you're listening to this on audio, please leave us a, a review. Uh, we are at Create Generational Wellness on oh, all of the cool. social media platforms. And then just uh, check us out on the Troop of Chats if you're listening. So with that, we will bid you adieu. Thank y'all so much. We'll see you next week. Thursday. Bye.